BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. In anticipation of Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, or Thanks-taking, as some of us know it, we wanted to do something a little different. So... Let's get to it. I am joined today by my producer, Marisol Medina Cadena. Hi. And my editor, Jessica Plachik. Hello. It's a special episode. I wanted to turn the microphones on the Right Nowish crew to be publicly thankful for y'all and y'all work and y'all efforts in like producing this show. We've recently eclipsed 100 episodes. We've been doing the show for two years now. We work every week on this show. It's a freaking lot of work. And I just wanted to publicly say thank you on this. Oh, we appreciate you too. It's out the way. Mushy stuff done. All right. Now we can like really chop it up, right? Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. I wanted to open up the conversation with wondering what do you have to be thankful for both personally and professionally and I'll start with you Marisol (sighs) personally I'm really really thankful for my networks of care specifically my homegirls one of my best friends this year moved away from the bay where she was born and raised and that was really hard because she's like my I consider her like my soulmate my sister and COVID has been really, really freaking isolating. And so to have her send me pictures and photos and and songs about her life every day, like it reminds me that I'm really not alone. I'm also really extremely grateful for nature. Like here in the Bay, oh my God, we have so much nature. And my favorite drive has been to drive up 
toward like Half Moon Bay and Pescadero and like walk along the cypress trees and really like connect to nature and like count my blessings because my relatives who did have COVID recovered and I know that's not the case for so many people out there. Amen. My phone is full of photos of nature. So yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Also really want to extend my thank you to all the listeners. Like we would not be over a hundred episodes if y'all weren't listening to us. I love when I get texts from friends who have like listened to an old episode and they're like, yo, I just finally caught up and like, I'm now going to go do glass blowing. Like that's an amazing text to get. Thank you for that. Jessica, turning to you, the editor, the, the, the first time on the mic at Right Now Ish? Yeah, this is what my voice sounds like. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you care to share that you are thankful for, both personally and professionally? Um, personally, I, I'm going to jump on the train of health. Um, I think that's been a big theme uh, in the last year-ish. The two knee surgeries, and I'm actually talking to you with big old cold right now, but very thankful for health of like me and my family, my friends, like the people in my orbit. I'm just like very grateful for health at the moment and hopefully continuing on. Professionally, I want to be very thankful of the people I work with. You guys are phenomenal. I am so appreciate that you guys trust me to edit this show uh, and also like by extension like the other shows that I work with the people at KQED like I just am so grateful for that I don't know if you guys feel this way but like in the last year or two it feels like we've all just kind of been skilling up together and growing and I'm really really appreciative of that and I it seems like it's not gonna stop so I really appreciate all that growth yeah put some water down that growth has been shown through you know, awards, accomplishments, praise, really like through text messages from community members saying, hey, I heard this show and it spoke to me. You know, hey, thank you for highlighting the history of Marin Ship. My uncle worked out there. You know, I'm like, whoa, thank you for that text message, you know. Um, and yes, I think that's a byproduct of a healthy work environment, working habits, you know, us being uh, conscious of each other's health and being able to produce constantly. Um, so, yeah, hats off again. Thank you all for your contributions. Ben, you got to answer oh, the question. I got I to gotta answer, too. <laughs> Come oh, on. Uh, uh, OK, so me personally, like, man, I, what can I complain about, man? I got a five year old who can like she can she can read now, you know, like. At the start of the pandemic, she couldn't open her own bedroom door. Now she's like reading. Um, so talk about growth. My heart is just melting right there. I know. That's a really cute image. <laughs> she, she, could, she can literally read now. And it comes from just constantly watering the soil, you know, every day. Read a little bit. And so, yeah, I'm thankful for her, her mom, and, you know, extended family of, of support. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do this podcast or journalism if I didn't have that support. Second question, shifting gears, thinking about what this show is about. It's about putting people on the, you know, jewels of the Bay Area. Wondering, if you weren't cooking or your family wasn't cooking, if you had to choose a restaurant to go to for Thanksgiving dinner, any restaurant in Northern California that you're like, yeah, this is the one. And I'll start with you, Jessica Plachik. 
My family, um, we're as a unit creatures of habit. And so we go to like two restaurants. One of them is Dean Tai Fung, uh, which is like a chain restaurant that makes uh, handmade dumplings. And sadly, the closest one to me right now is in San Jose, which is kind of far for me. So uh, if I wasn't in the mood for a long drive, I would probably say Terracotta Warrior in San Francisco. Really good, like so yummy. Diced pita in clear soup. So good. Or like Shandong. Hand-pulled noodles. Let's start drooling right now. <laughs> <laughs> noodles. <laughs> Marisol, how about yourself? Parada 22 in the Hate. It's a Puerto Rican spot. Oh, I love that one. Yes. They make a really bomb bistec sandwich, which is like thin piece of meat with grilled onions and lettuce, tomatoes, and like a light cream sauce in there. And then it comes with like a side of um, platanos fritos. And then their sangria is like perfect. It's not too like sweet and it's not too like diluted. And they're always playing good music in there. Like, you know, a little bit of salsa, chata. It's just the whole vibe. It's so cozy. Can we make Thanksgiving sangria a thing? Like, I know I know we're talking hypotheticals here, but like, is, can that be a thing? Totally, yes. Yeah, okay. It's gonna sound really silly, but the fact that it like has fruit in the cup, I'm like, it's a li- it's nutritious. <laughs> I'm getting some vitamins through here. A, B, C, one of them. I don't know. <laughs> um, if I had to dine out for Thanksgiving, I'd two options. You know, the quick and easy is like I just go to Zachary's and get a deep dish, like quality pizza, put on the football game. Everybody sit back, fall back, eat pizza, chill. Or I would go to Roderick's Barbecue uh, on 98th in East Oakland, a uh, barbecue spot with a huge smoker, and their brisket is amazing, and I'm a fan of fried fish, and the sides, I'm talking, you know, traditional soul food sides, you know, sweet potatoes, greens, cornbread, and so it would still be Thanksgiving, essentially. I've been thinking about bridge building a lot and like bringing people together. And I have a pretty, a couple of pretty interesting stories about friends that I've met during Thanksgiving holidays or Friendsgivings. And I'm wondering if either of you have any friends or interesting anecdotes about people you've met during Thanksgiving. Pre-pandemic, I would celebrate with my padrinos, my godparents, and they have a tradition of inviting a lot of their friends who might not have big families to celebrate with. And so sometimes it's like 30 plus people and my godparents like back in the day were a part of like different union organizing efforts. I'll see someone like on TV talking about an issue and I'm like, yo, I think you were at that 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 Thanksgiving meal that I was at. And like there's this tradition of like before we can eat, we have to sing this Mexican folk song called Te Colores. Which is like celebrating the bounty and beauty of springtime. So it's like talking about the chickens and the rainbows and the and the birds and like how much delight they bring you. 
but they do that because that's like a tradition they learned from like the United Farm Workers because it's like a reminder of like, okay, in struggle, there is still beauty to be celebrated. That's awesome insight into who you are and the family that you're surrounded by. Thank you for sharing that, Marisol. Um, and, and how about you, Jessica? Do you have anything to share? I, I have one of those tiny families because my family is in like Hong Kong or Montana. So Thanksgiving for me has always been like flying home and having like a really intimate time with my parents and sister. Um, it's kind of a quiet nesting time more so than like a broadening time. So, yeah, I understand. I'm somewhat in a similar predicament. My family is mostly from Columbus, Ohio. I got Alabama, Washington, D.C., New York. And on top of that, I have a very small family, especially out here in the Bay Area. But one Thanksgiving morning, I had this interesting turn of events. And that's why I asked the question. I remember it was early morning. My family was all packed in the car and the food was wrapped in foil. I mean, the, the whole car was smelling amazing, right? And we're headed to my aunt's house in Concord. We pull out of the driveway and into the first intersection. I mean, like, no more than a block away from my mom's house. And then, boom, we get rear-ended. Food flies from the back seat all up into the front. I mean, we're safe. No injuries or anything. But, man, that food was totaled, man. The flip side was that the person who rear-ended us ended up being a lifelong friend. After that run-in, I continued to see him around, you know, being a security guard at events and shows. He's a, a part of a very well-known group of Muslim brothers who do security and other large jobs in Oakland and around the Bay Area. So me, being a journalist, I'd see him in the community constantly. And then one day, I realized I was dating his girlfriend's roommate. So I was like, oh, okay, we're around each other for real, for real. Now, this gentleman's last name is Bay. Eventually, some years later, he and his girlfriend got married. And I was the photographer at their wedding. He basically described like a movie, like a holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> it also shows just how small the black Oakland community is. And yeah, appreciative that something good could come out of that situation. After Thanksgiving's done, a lot of people, some people, there are people out there who instantly go to put up holiday decorations right after Thanksgiving dinner's done. It's like singing Mariah and all of that, right? And so my question is, when you go to start the holiday celebration, whatever holiday you do celebrate, what music do you start with? What is at the top of your playlist to bring in the holiday season? You know, it took me a long time to be okay admitting this, but is I uh, can be quite basic. <laughs> That's just who I am sometimes. Let me just say... The Justin Bieber Christmas album is a banger. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at you. We just like play that nonstop. I know that's not cool to admit, especially as the editor of this show. It is not cool, but it's my truth. That's adorable as a family. <laughs> family adorable. <laughs> My family, we, we just have like the Jackson 5, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is like always on repeat. And then the classic Charlie Brown soundtrack. Mm -hmm. You gotta do the, 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 dance. the Charlie Brown <laughs> dance. Like that's just classic. Yeah. That's okay. I mean... I'm not too far removed. I definitely am. I'm a Temptations, Merry Christmas, like Good Night from Temptations with the deep voice and everything. But there, there's this one song, Donde Esta Santa Claus. Donde esta Santa Claus? I 
I don't know how I came across this song as a kid, but I, me, my sister and I, we love this song. That's the one song we will start the Christmas spirit to, if you will. I know that I should be the sleepy, but maybe he's not far away. Well, thank you. Thank you all for sharing your insights, your experiences, your family with us. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you too, as always. And for sure, we have to have that sangria. Hey, cheers, y'all. Thanks for listening. That's our show. We are wishing you and yours a day of deep reflection and gratitude. Heads up. Next week, we won't have an episode for you. But after that, we'll be right back with more arts and culture for your ears. One more time from the people you heard from. That's our Right Now-ish crew, consisting of Marisol Medina-Cadena, the producer extraordinaire, and our editor, Jessica Plachik. Seal Muller is our engineer, and our engagement team is made up of Kiana Mogram, Ashley Ng, and Justin Ebrahimi. KQED execs are David Marcus and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, hoping you all have some time to not only eat, but fully nourish yourselves. Eh. Peace. Right Now-ish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.